Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's happiest podcast network. Hey everyone and welcome to Bookish, the show where we ask you, what's your stories and what does that say about you? Today we have our first guest for the very fun pilot episode, Mr. Jackson Bailey. Thanks for having me. That's okay, good to be here. Now I'll give you a little big background for anyone who doesn't know you, Jackson, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone does. I'm sure everybody is intimately aware of who I am, but for the those out there who don't know. Those unlucky few. Yeah, absolutely. Those unlucky few. Jackson is a member of Sans Pants Radio, mm-hmm. a podcast personality. You want to go with that? Yeah, I'll take it. it it's the only one that makes sense. It, <laughs> anything else would be a lie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so as part of Sans Pants, basically you're part of the network, which produces uh, many Just podcasts Just a bevy now. of podcasts. So Frankly, many. too many. So basically your job is basically sitting around talking all day, every mm-hmm. day about a whole bunch of stuff. I have no other marketable skills, so thank God. God, I would never survive any manual labor. So I might as well do the kind of job that can only exist for the next like 30 years till the world ends. You know? That's all you need. That's all I need. Gonna make it till the world Th- ends. 30 more years and I'm good. Then yeah. I'm out of the game for good. And then I'm straight out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll lift some kind of beautiful water world situation. I'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Nice. You've been doing this for uh, eight uh, years Yeah, now? quite quite a while now. Well, yeah, quite yeah, a while, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, look, it's served me well. I'm very lucky to get to where I am. <laughs> cool. Well, so you're going to be the first one, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got good faith in your skills. Thank you. Well, that's good exciting chatting. to hear. That's exciting to hear. So, for anyone who's uh, tuned since it's the first episode, yeah. it probably is your first time listening. The way the show works is we're going to ask Jackson here what his favorite stories are, what the stuff that impacted him. Might not be the actual best favorite, but one that's maybe stuck with you for whatever sure. reason. And then we're going to sit and try and uh, dissect what they might say about you, why you like it, and yeah, uh, yeah. figure out what that means about me. How yeah. does. If all you knew about me was that these were the books I liked, what kind of person would you think I and was? I reckon you would be able to get something, oh, right? Oh, guarantee. 100%. So you'd be able to get a sliver of my personality Especially from Especially once surely. we break down and dig deep into <laughs> that juicy, sweet brain of yours and find out <laughs> what, what makes me tick. Yeah, the dark causes for all this. All right. <laughs> so the books that I, I've brought, two books. Okay. Uh, sort of a genre, but it's, it's a book kind of book I really love. So the, the two books, the first one is the book called Lost City of Z by mm-hmm. David Grant, and that is about kind of Percy Fawcett, who is a famous explorer, his expeditions into the Amazon uh, in his attempt to find what he called the Lost City of Z, which was like his his idea of this ancient, grand civilization full of treasures and riches that existed in the Amazon. And then the other book is just called Jungle by a guy named Yossi Ginsberg, and that's a sort of story about a guy who found himself trapped in the jungle. He was a backpacker, but he didn't have any jungle survival skills, and he was trapped in the jungle for, I think, three weeks with just nothing 
And it's about, and both books are kind of about the horrendous experience of surviving in the jungle. Something I, for some reason, adore. <laughs> Just the, the suffering that goes along with it. Something right? about hearing about people at their absolute brink is immensely satisfying for me. Okay. I don't know why. You don't know why? Well, I, I couldn't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I wonder if it's the kind of thing, you know, people like pimple popping videos. Yeah. Yeah. I Who wonder. Really? Well, me, for one. <laughs> I you haven't seen enough of them. I can't, <laughs> well, maybe that's the case. Or too many. But it's weird because I love listening. So the Lost City of Z talks a lot about Percy Fawcett's early expeditions. And Percy Fawcett was this kind of guy that just somehow survived everything until he disappeared in the jungle forever. But mm. he was like this kind of ubermensch of a man that just seemed like he couldn't die. But everybody that he went on expeditions with absolutely could. So this is actually covered in this book, The yeah. Lost City Z, just talks about these early... Well, yeah, it kind of goes through his, like, this is the kind of person he was. These are the expeditions. Because before he was trying to find this lost city, he was just an explorer. And they're like, oh, these are the sort of expeditions he went on. And it just talks about how... Before he was a madman. Before he, <laughs> he went crazy and decided, <laughs> I'm going to take my son, my son's best friend, and just disappear into the jungle forever. Oh, dear. Oh, it's so funny. He His son... <laughs> was like him if if Percy Fawcett had never been on any expedition ever. So it was his first expedition. And his son's friend was just like a larrikin. He was just like a goofball. And they're taking this like ocean liner to get to the Amazon to go on the trip. And the goofball best friend meets a lady and he falls in love and he's like, I'm going to get married. And Percy Fawcett's like, like hell you are. You're coming into the jungle with me. And he goes to this lady that he's fallen in love with. He's like, I'm so sorry. I have to go into the jungle forever. And this is a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. And they disappeared and nobody ever... More people died trying to find Percy Fawcett than like people died on Percy Fawcett's expeditions into the Amazon. People wanted to find him. It's crazy. But what it talks about is like all of the people and the horrible things that they experienced. Not Percy Fawcett, but like the people that went on expeditions with him and stuff like you would get maggots in your body and you would just have to like cut off sloughs of flesh to get the maggots out because otherwise they're in you forever. Because you, know, you can't pull them out or anything. No, I think if you try to pull them out, they go deeper. And that's gross, but I love reading about it. But I hate watching, like, if you told me you had a video on YouTube of someone pulling a maggot out of a person, I'd throw up. Okay. Why do I like one when it's written, but not when I'm actually seeing it in reality? Yeah. What I don't know. What do you reckon? You're What's the it? expert. No, no, we're, we're going to figure this out together. Okay. So firstly, like, the interesting thing there straight away is uh, some people would, like, the limits of human endurance could be an inspirational yeah. sort of thing about, oh, well, you can survive whilst going through suffering to that degree. Mm. But in your case, <laughs> yeah, it, just seems it like... sounds more like the comedic value <laughs> of is... the entire situation while you sit on your couch. It is interesting to note that I, I'm not ever like, wow, they made it. I'm like, ew, that's grody. I'm like just excited that horrible things are happening to and, people. Yeah, so and like the fact that it's real is like part of the appeal as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I really struggle to read fiction these days. I don't know. I'm, I don't know why. I don't know what has happened. Was there a switch there? Um, that's a great question. I don't really know. I think at a certain point I started reading about like historical books. Okay. And, and the fact, I think, that it, like, sort of like, oh, here is a book about, uh, so, for example, Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything, mm-hmm. which is a great book where he's like, hey, let me just give you the ins and outs of everything from, like, I don't know, the layers in the atmosphere to dinosaur bones. Mm. And that book was so well written and so exciting and the way everything I'm like this is just this is stuff this is real this is stuff that's happening I think that extra element kicked me off onto like if I read read fiction I'd be like this is good but I know it's not happening to any you know what right, I mean right, I don't right. know it was a bit removed for some reason okay so then and that actually so you did switch a little bit to going towards yeah more, I think so fiction sort of I think it was literally that book and I was like wow I want to know more about the world 
I yeah. like that I'm learning as well as reading an exciting story. Yeah, getting entertained by something. Yeah, well. like I probably couldn't read a textbook. I'd probably be pretty bored. But if mm. it's well written, I'm like, ooh, like facts and stuff. I don't know. That, that's sort of cool. No, I, I I agree. I reckon like there's a lot of historical fiction stuff as well, which can be like really cool. Like yeah, about absolutely. Even uh, Caesar and stuff like that. You can read mm. some really good ones where it's like. Because I think there's some, it's like hard to learn about that in like a practical way. But if somebody's written a good book, you're engaged in the story and you come out the other end and you're like, wow, now I know heaps about ancient Rome. And I also just read a great story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think just the fact you got that human connection to the mm. person. So it's a story. It's not just like dry yeah, text, absolutely. dates or whatever. Certainly the Percy Fawcett book, because he has to give some background, um, uh, David Grant, on like the expl- exploration of the Amazon before Percy Fawcett. And mm. there's just some interesting stuff that you learn whilst reading that. And I actually got this other book that I forget the name of, which was like a bit drier and I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I was like on like page like 40 and I was like, ah, it's just, I don't, I'm not retaining any of this. But like, it's cool that reading this book made me want to kind of learn more. One of the crazy stories in the Percy Fawcett book is one of the earliest guys trying to find El Dorado, I think, in, in the Amazon. Oh, is that what the Lost City of Z is? Not really. It's unclear what the Lost City of Z is because Percy Fawcett was really secretive about everything. So okay. reading it is also a bit like reading a national treasure movie or like a uncharted game where it's like the, the journalist, um, David Grant, is like going through Percy Fawcett's old notes and he's like actually they were incorrect about this this was like a a fake thing because he was really paranoid that uh, it's like a fake he had like a map and he's like this is like my location this is where I'm searching but then David Grant's like actually if you look at it this was almost definitely a fake because he was so paranoid that people were going to find it before him so he made a fake one and then David Grant tracks down the real one and he's like I can find it and he was real paranoid which I think is really cool or maybe even funny I don't know Percy Fawcett was really paranoid because Earlier, before he went on his expedition, a guy had been trying to find the North Pole and he'd gone on this massive expedition, suffered greatly. And when he arrived at like the position that was like the the top of the North or whatever, somebody had been there 16 days earlier and planted a flag. Oh, that's so rough. And the guy was just like, just dropped to his knees. He wrote in his journal, like, I've arrived, but the flag is here. And then he died. He died there. Yeah, he died there being like, I cooked it. I was not quick 16 enough. 16 days. 16. I know the that difference is... of 16 days. So Percy Fawcett was quite paranoid about people finding the lost city of Z before him. Spoilers, no one found it. <laughs> Everyone died. I'm sure it exists. Yeah. <laughs> they still haven't with satellites. Yeah, they still don't know where it is. But yeah, something about the fact that it's real, I think. That's it an extra appeals edge to, yeah, for yeah, me. So, yeah. so you're not as much going with like the, uh, I guess the beautiful, you can still have great language and all that good writing. Yeah, stuff absolutely. And characterization, but mm. you do need that extra element of the. I, something the truth these in days, there. something about yeah. it. I've, I've tried to read like fiction again and even books that I loved as a kid, but I just, or like. Not in, not necessarily as a kid, but like as a young adult, I just can't get back in. Which is a shame, I think, because there's a lot of good fiction out there. Yeah. I'm basically getting rid of half reading available reading material. That is that is that is interesting, especially like as in I I didn't mention specifically any of the uh, podcasts that you host yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I think of one of you, I was Jackson Bailey Spooks America. Yeah, yeah. Where you go through different conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. basically, and, and every like week. kind of unsolved mysteries and stuff. So you do ha- love. A I good... love a good mystery. I'm a big fan, and I love. And again, the fact that it's real or there's the chance that it could be real makes it so much more intriguing. So yeah. there's a chance that these aliens could exist well, or these ghosts occupied this house. There's a possibility. If I'm reading someone who said that they actually saw a UFO, there's a higher possibility that that's real, which gives it that edge than if I was reading someone's fictional account of seeing a UFO. 
Aye? Aye. You're looking at me skeptically, George, but I'm not wrong. (laughs) A bit like, you could argue. Yeah. Those two people are the same, but one of them is just more honest about where it's coming from. The fact that they're claiming it's real is enough for me. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I guess. I'm not be sure if this is about fiction or about you liking crazy people. Yeah, I think there's something to that as well. And, like, I guess you said earlier, like, somebody pushed to the limits of, human capability mm. and i think that's it as well like certainly um jungle by yossi ginsburg so that story is basically this backpacker he wants to go into the jungle he wants to find like a like a tribe that's rarely seen any white people that's kind of like his kind of lofty sort of idealistic dream and he meets this guy who's like yeah i can take you there don't worry i know the jungle's like the back of my hand i'm also doing it like mining for diamonds in the jungle so we can go visit my diamond mine and maybe you get a diamond. And Yossi Ginsburg's like, hell yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> sounds like a very old-fashioned sort of, uh, you give me $1 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I'll like $50 later. from the outside, so obviously a scam. Yeah. So they're like going down this river to get there and there's this uh, dangerous pass and they reach that pass and the guy that was leading them is like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going back. And they're like, well, you suck. We're completely lost in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, the tribe's just down the river if you want to try for it. But I really wouldn't recommend it. You'll definitely die. And they're like, well, we're doing it anyway. So they make a raft and they get they get caught, obviously, in the pass. The raft explodes. Uh, it gets like trapped in a rock in over near, near a waterfall. Yossi's on the rock. His friend jumps off onto shore. It's like, throw me my shoes. Yossi throws him his shoes, and then he goes over the waterfall, crashes unconscious, washes up, and he survives for three weeks alone in the jungle. And he is very much pushed to the limits of what a human being is capable of. There's like a, a bit... Grin, as you say this <laughs> It's so good, though. It's so juicy. (laughs) It's like a bit where he's he's hasn't eaten in like three days except for moldy rice, and there are these apes above him or monkeys, I guess, eating fruit, and Mm. they're eating fruit like above him in the treetops, and he just waits underneath them and like for the pips that Mm. the monkeys spit out that he grabs and sucks all the pulp off. Oh, I love it. It's so good. This is sounding much more like your enjoyment of gruesome body horror sort of stuff rather than actual stories of survival. Well, I like that he came out the other end. <laughs> you know? It sounds like it's not a key part of the liking, though. To be well, I guess I like that he came out the other end because then I could hear the story. Okay, that's yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that does justify that, right? Okay. But yeah, and I, I also something I quite like about that story is the sort of like little things that he figures out uh, I don't, I, how, how would you put it? So, like, his problem-solving, I find mm. really kind of interesting to... So, at one point, when he sleeps, his feet get cold or something, and he, like, uses his tarp in, like, a way to make shoes and stuff like that because he's got mm. no other alternative or, like, needs food. So he's like, well, I can use this to get this to get the... There's, like, a, something called a palm heart. I don't know. It's in a palm tree. <laughs> and he's like, I can use this thing that I have to get at this. I don't have that many tools, so I've got a kind of... I don't know. I, I like that. I like the kind of like co-opting what you have and and sort of it's like the MacGyver sort of stuff. Yeah, I, th- I find that is really that reference to what is that too old? No, nah, people remember. People there was a remake of MacGyver. Oh, the, yeah, okay, people right. remember MacGyver. <laughs> it's yeah. a cultural touchstone. Exactly. <laughs> you love that repurposing of the stuff as well. Well, yeah, or just the like. This person is in a situation that how would they ever get out of? And they're like, it's do or die. So yeah, I got to yeah. do. And I think that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. And, and so would you say this kind of thing? Maybe you you do feel like it's a reflection of you a little bit. Do you think it does? Well, it's certainly. The fact what, that you like this specific thing more than like is there? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think about what it what it says about me really. Like every time I read it, I'm like, there's no 
way I would ever survive in that situation. But I always put myself in the boots of, you know, whoever's there. Oh, you do? Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever do camping or anything like that? I've been camping, but I've never been lost in the Amazon for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting from phase one. Start start with camping, see where you go from there. Yeah, but you have done camping and you've not liked it. Oh, no, I've I've had a fine time with it. I Mm. I think as well, every time I, I read one of these stories, I'm interested to see... I, I don't know what I would be like in that situation. Like, I, I'm a dumpy Melbourne boy who has, you know, never really been pushed to my limits. So reading those books, I'm like, imagine if I was. Could I make it? That's Do something think that? I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, there's a little part, of, academically, I'm like, I had to die. But there's a little part of my brain that's like, maybe you'd come out the other end, Jackson. Maybe you'd be okay. Like, obviously not based on any of the skills required. No, 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 like, no. In, just based on can't that. Can't make a fire or anything. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know how. I remember in Castaway when he's putting wood on wood or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think I need a slightly more detail than that to get there. I think there's some rubbing of wood as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, like, I've watched that and I'm like, I really should know how to. <laughs> It'd be nice to have those skills, <laughs> just yeah. in case. Like, you know, but not even just in case. It's kind of paranoid, though. Yeah, yeah. no, but I know what you mean. You like because because and I get that reading the book. I'm like, I don't know any of these skills. At least Yossi had backpacked and camped by himself before. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't know. He knew that in palms, if you cut them open, you could get something that was like a little fruit called a palm heart that was like heaps of protein or whatever would sustain him. I don't know. I'd be eating berries and then shitting myself and dying. Self-testing. <laughs> yeah. Am I alive? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next round. That's not how life works, Jack. Um, so wait, so have you had, have you had any, like, uh, I guess, horror story in, in the urban jungle of Melbourne? You're not going to get many, no, but like yeah. maybe something which could be like... I mean, yeah, I there is a connection there like that. Like, Yeah, well, I don't know if I've ever really... And maybe that's why I find it so appealing. And some part of me is also... And this is so weird, but I'm like, that's how humanity was meant to live. You know what I mean? That's really, yeah. Okay, I'm no, like, that's, that's that's where the human body is meant to be. It's meant to be at its, like, you know, back when we were cave people, that was our life. And th- now that's just very much not. My body is not the peak human body. And it's not doing what the peak human body should be doing. <laughs> no, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm beautiful. I know. But I'm beautiful the same way an emperor is beautiful. <laughs> I'm beautiful after eating cheese and wine and crackers. I'm not the... And what's interesting, I'm looking for connections. Mm-hmm. When I read a book about so the Percy Fawcett book, Lost City of Z, there's something also that I find really inspiring about this idea of going out and doing something. Like Percy Fawcett wanted to catalogue the world and he had to go to this special school that was like the London Geographical School or whatever where they taught you how to go out and and see people and meet people from different cultures and there was that he was an explorer, you know, and there were corners of the map still to be filled in and that's cool as well. I'm like, that's gone. That's that's like, you can't do that anymore. You can in some places, but like, we kind of got it most of it, you know? We got most of it, yeah. Yeah. But so you like the idea of like the unexplored or you just like the idea of the fact that he was proactive? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I guess I like the idea. I like the idea. Right now, I feel like, and I probably could, and this is probably just a stupid misconception. Right now, I feel like I don't have the chance to join a group of an explorer's society and for them to be like, we're sending you into the deepest, darkest Amazon to figure out what's inside there. We don't know. And I'm like, that's my job. That's all I'm doing. Something about that's, I don't know, exciting. It's It speaks of a bygone era. Yeah. A bygone era, like, terribly marred by colonialism and racism and sex. Like, man, 
again, that geographical society was no good, but very much white men. Oh, in there. Yeah, all white men until I think like the 1930s, where they let in ten women. Go on, that's actually earlier than I thought. I know, I know. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I was reading actually an article about, and it still exists to this day. Basically, because of that geographical society, a female equivalent uh, popped up because they were like, well, they're not letting us in that. We'll make our own, and that one still exists, which is pretty cool. Still now, yeah, to this day, right. you can join it. Well, we probably couldn't. <laughs> I was going to say, can we? <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's cool that that, that that existed. But yeah, something, I don't know, something about the fact that the felt like you were doing something. I don't know. Okay, right. You so know what I mean? Uh, see, now if I was going to be all annoyingly psychoanalysis, mm. I'd be like, oh, you don't feel like you're doing something? Well, I guess, Jackson. in a way, it feels like a more concrete thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, right now, I, I record a podcast. People love a podcast. It really helps people. That's great. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not, no one's making a statue of me. <laughs> no one's naming a river after me. <laughs> so when you said, doesn't feel like a concrete thing, you mean, nothing's going to be built out of concrete to me. <laughs> based on No this. monuments. That's no my complaint. <laughs> Very specific and harder for me to make you look like a good guy. <laughs> Just made myself look like an egomaniac. Because, <laughs> I mean, there is that appeal always of the more co- concrete, like we used to be able to do stuff and it's more physical and it's more yeah. real. It's like, there's that unexplored region, but now it's like my unexplored region's producing a podcast yeah, no exactly. one's heard this week. Yeah, that's like, I do get fulfilled by that in my life, but... 
there's something so romantic about the idea of we it's like an adventure you mm. know and when was the last time you had a real adventure in your life and it's funny that this is something i want considering i know how horrible those adventures actually were you've read all of the ones which go <laughs> they're not good they're really not good well because they're not gonna make a story out of the adventures which are just fun the whole time right? yeah That's... but somehow it's still so appealing like do you know in the amazon at least back then you had to sleep with every inch of your skin covered because otherwise the vampire bats would get to you and when a vampire bat bites you something in its saliva makes blood unable to coagulate so you just keep bleeding basically forever and and the way forever well not forever but for the night and you can wake up with a lot less blood than you started and they talk (laughs) about good night less blood than when you went to sleep one of my three rules when going to bed have the same amount of blood when you wake up but they talk about they had like mules for the for the trip and the vampire bats obviously would just get to the mules because you couldn't cover up a mule like to go to bed and the skin of the mules would become so rotten that it would be sloughing off and onto the ground as the mule walked which is horrible but still appealing. <laughs> Going back to you loving the gruesome side of this as much as anything. Well, I think I just love that it's like that's like I don't know the extremes. I don't know. That's also, right that we've used the word sloughing twice in this I know. podcast well, so far. Skin sloughs. <laughs> it, it sounds like you like talking about when skin falls skin off. Sloughing. It sloughs. What else is it doing? I don't yeah. know. We could be t- talking about skin falling off. <laughs> That's uh, true. That's true. No, no. Okay. So yeah. So going back. To, so you're going to, back to the horror elements. Of yeah. It. Do you like horror movies? Yeah, but if I watched a horror movie where skin sloughed off someone, that wouldn't make it as appealing. You do like the mental kind of like. I yeah. guess you've got a bit of distance there as well. Yeah, and absolutely. And again, it's real. You know what I mean? This is a thing people went through, and I come out of it learning more. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's interesting because like you could just be like, this is just entertaining. Yeah, right. You just like it for that. Yeah. It doesn't. It's no reflection. No, of me no, deeper. It means nothing to me. Yeah, it just, just means nothing. Entertaining. But Jack likes a bit of blood. <laughs> like I to read about it, not do anything more. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's got to be more to it. Well, I mean, like you could apocalypse scenarios and the kind of things that you find yeah, that's the kind of well. stuff that I like to I like to kind of discuss and imagine and, and kind of I, I like the Mad Max franchise. I like I think I just like the idea of seeing what a human being is capable to its of. limits, right? Yeah, and like don't get me wrong, you, you know, you said earlier like you you read it and you get inspired by those people. I know by the end I didn't expect it, it came out of nowhere. But I'm reading Jungle. I'm like, what an awful thing this person went through. And then when he's finally found, like I burst into tears reading the book. Really? Yeah, I was like. Oh, Oh my god! Like because because he just thinks he's gonna die. He just okay. So in the book, there's this moment where he slips and impales his asshole on a stick. It goes into him. Okay, <laughs> it goes into him and it slices the inside of his colon. And, and that that cripples you. <laughs> you <laughs> I could imagine. You yeah. can't keep going after that. And it's then there's this this village that like is normally inhabited, but there's no one in it. So he basically hunkers down there and he's like, "This is me." I'm going to die. And also, whilst he's, he's there, he's in the worst seasons, the rainiest season. So there are floods, he's nearly drowned, and he's just lying there about to die. And then a canoe of people come down, they shine a torch on him, and they're like, we found you. And he just can't believe, after all that, that he's been found. And he, you know, he talks about being in the hospital and just lying in bed being like, as if I'm still alive. That's incredible. And I think reading about that, I was just like, Fuck, man. That happened to a person. So have yeah. you had any, like, situations where maybe you would be worried about being alive? 
I see, that's the thing. Not really. I've never really been in a life or death situation. I had cancer, but it was kind of a breeze. <laughs> well, that, that is <laughs> such a... Like, you're allowed to say that because you actually had it? Um, but, so you can make light of it in that situation? <laughs> Couldn't that be something interesting there? Yeah, you would think so. But with the cancer, the, so the way it happened is that I noticed my ball was a bit big. It was the size of a goose egg. Quite big. I was like, I should get this checked out. Got an ultrasound. They were like, it's a tumor. And when I heard it's a tumor, obviously I was like, crap like wow this is this is big and i remember being very scared and very stressed uh and then you know in like a couple of minutes they were like but you're young and you're healthy and it's in the best possible place so we can just get rid of it and at that point any fear i had kind of dissipated and then i got a little bit more scared before surgery and then after surgery when they were like we're done it i was like cool i'm good okay yeah so unfortunately it should have been life or death it could have been if i'd let it get too bad but how old were you Mm, I was still in high school, so 17? No, I was at uni. I was at uni. I wasn't in high school. I get that confused with an, another medical issue, I think. What? I get that confused with a moment. No, I can't. This is so dumb. I get okay. that confused with the King Lake bushfires. I will tell you. What? Is I'll tell you on? why. Because <laughs> when the King Lake bushfires happened, okay, I just didn't communicate with anyone because I was dealing with the King Lake bushfires. Like you were directly dealing with it? Well, as in like it was happening. We Our house was close to the fire. There was like a chance our house could have caught fire. We were like, oh, we got to go and stay with friends. Almost so I was like, like an apocalyptic. <laughs> well, it nearly hit our house, but I was actually out at the time. And when I found out about it, we knew everything was safe. But we were like moving to, we were staying with friends. And it was like, I'm just like not in a position. Didn't have a phone, whatever. And then when I got back to high school, a friend of mine was like, where were you? We thought you were dead. You just, you stopped communicating with everyone. And then when I got testicular cancer, it was the same thing. I just didn't say anything to anyone. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, I got cancer. And quite a few of my friends were like, hey, where are you? And I was like, Oh, sorry. Well, I had cancer. So, so I you get them mixed them f- in my head. You didn't talk to them for a few days or a few well, weeks Well, I just was like dealing with all of the like seeing doctors or whatever. And also it's a weird thing to bring up casually. Apparently I just made a Facebook post where I was like, hey, sorry, I've had cancer. I'm good now. You said that after the surgery. So you actually I think I said like- that as, not as it was happening. <laughs> but I think I, said, I think I said that maybe before the surgery. I can't really remember. But I know I had a friend that had been some drama recently and there'd been a friend break up and hey, messaged me and he was like hey i know you haven't spoken to me in a while if you'd rather be friends with the other friend i totally understand and i was like oh no 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 i pick you i've just had cancer (laughs) he felt awful but i didn't think a second more about it yeah (laughs) so anyway that's that's the cancer story that's that's okay but yeah i've never really been in a life or death situation maybe i want to i don't know yeah um uh, okay before we move on from that i guess one obvious question i have to ask is did you like all this survival horror stuff before the cancer i actually don't know that i did to be honest which is interesting don't wrap up this thing too easy for me okay <laughs> surely it's trying more to think i liked that. i liked horror novels you know but you could draw the conclusion that they're related but i sort of just think it's cool yeah look yeah. i'm not here i don't i don't want to fake it i'm not trying to make yeah, fake yeah. psychoanalysis I just, I'm trying, here i'm actually genuinely curious because there was like quite a period of time where i was still reading fiction or whatever and i wasn't i was still interested in like the unsolved and whatever and the paranormal mysteries but but it wasn't really until I read Lost City of Z and Jungle. And uh, there's another book, but I forget the name of it, about a couple of pilots that crashed in the Australian Red Center and mm. tried to survive that. So I think it kind of wasn't until that was quite a bit later. So that could just yeah. be a case where you just discovered a genre and, and you was discovered like, you liked wow, it. Wow, yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah. is for me. And interestingly, the movie Free Solo that came out recently, I really liked and I think has the same vibes. That's a movie about a guy free soloing. So that's yeah, climbing mountains without anything. And something about watching that gives me the same rush. Of like, he could die at any second. (laughs) 
Okay, so yeah. uh, no, no, that's, uh, that's why I don't want to make those like fake connections. Yeah, no, so, fair, totally. Going with because they they all kind of interconnect with each mm. other as well. I guess absolutely. Let's put that to the side now. Let's sure. try for another one now as well. So I guess that's one facet of your personality, which it does like kind of reflect in a weird way. Yeah, absolutely. But also maybe not in the most direct way. People would love to be like, oh, Jackson, he's had, such a nice goofball a, of a guy. And he had one brush with death once, and now he's all obsessed with people who survive it. No, <laughs> like, no, no he's just dumb it down. Upsetting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just upsetting. <laughs> would there be any other examples of like? like a favorite uh, book or genre, which maybe is a bit different to that, that you would want to bring up and talk about. Well, another one, and I nearly brought this book as my you know book that had influenced oh, yeah. me. Yeah, perfect. And I think it's got a lot of differences, but actually a couple of similarities mm-hmm. as well. And this is Bill Bryson's A Walk in the Woods. So what this is about basically is the Appalachian Trail, which is, I think, the second longest or longest, I can't really remember. There's two trails in America. One seems like a lot more fun than the other. That is a walking trail, like one of the longest walking trails in the world. Uh, it takes like three or four months to do or it can take a year depending on how slow you are. It's a long It's walk. massive. It's massive. And Bill Bryson, who's an author of a lot of books I love, like I said, short history of nearly everything, he started reading about it and he's like, I would love to do it. Let's do it. And so the story is basically he put the call out to everybody on social media. He was like, I'm doing this walk. I'm going to write about it. So like, I'll pay for whatever. Come on the walk with me. And he gave all his friends had the option. And the one friend that responded was a guy called Katz that he hadn't seen since he was 20. Bill Bryson's nearly 40. And he was this like nightmare man that he traveled Europe with in his 20s that loved to drink and smoke and like hang out with women and and he was like what is this walk gonna be and I love it because it's really interesting because it's about the Appalachian Trail and there is that element of like he's like every day you walk 16 miles and that's nuts and your body isn't used to it but slowly your body gets more used to it until you just like enter this zone where you're just walking but it's also the story about these two men who like have nothing in common dealing with an incredibly grueling walk together. And Did any skin slough in this one? No, there's very little very little sloughing of skin. Quite a few blisters, but it's certainly not that grisly. It's more yeah. funny than anything. Like, one moment Katz gets frustrated and he just upends his bag off a cliff and they sit down and he's like, what did you throw away? And it's just so much useful stuff. He's like, don't worry, I have Twinkies left and pot noodles. And so they eat them for like a fortnight until they can find a town. But reading the book made me want to do the Appalachian Trail. That's, that's definitely on my bucket list. At some point in my life, I want to do it. Well, it's actually weirdly because, again, we're going back to nature mm, and walking yeah. nature stuff. And you grew up in the city. Yeah, well, no, I, I kind of, yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, but I've always had quite a powerful love for the majesty of nature. I don't know. Whilst if actually I, going to nature? Yeah, well, whenever I travel, I don't, I don't really care about seeing monuments. I just want to see cool mountains. I don't care about, oh, this castle's a million years old or whatever. Like, when we went to the UK to tour, we saw Buckingham Palace and Big Ben and cool-looking castles. But <laughs> the level of derision in your voice <laughs> is yeah, delightful. shit for UK. <laughs> but, but I remember I went to Loch Ness, and the drive to Loch Ness went through these mountains and it was like, holy shit, this is the emotion awe. That's what I'm feeling right now. This is awe, and I don't get this that often. So and maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I agree. I think when traveling, some of your most powerful moments is like when you just have that yeah. maybe singleness even in nature. Where mm. you're like, oh, and you get to feel something. Which and you're like, I'm just, oh, I'm just a little part of this, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just an I'm ape so. that started wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm so lucky to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's, well. it definitely. That's absolutely the feeling. I always like the idea because whenever I bring up wanting to walk the Appalachian Trail, 
every friend of mine is like, I'll come with you. I'd love if I ever, you know, have success enough to be like, hey, Jackson, we've given you a budget, pitch us a TV show. It would be, let me walk the Appalachian Trail with every single person that has ever said they'll do it and we'll see who lasts. Because everybody just says it as a casual, like, ah, yeah, if that ever happens. Imagine being like, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Walk for a year with me. Well, like, okay, you're saying that, but to go back to Bill Bryson, like, who's saying no to going <laughs> yeah, on an Appalachian absolutely. Trail walk with Bill Bryson? Yeah, like, that's, that's insane. You He's would be like, yeah, I'll, so, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Such an interesting, entertaining guy, all paid for, yeah. and you're going to be immortalized in a great in a person's yeah, written words. Absolutely. Like, why would you not? That's why would true. you not? How much, how much of a bunch of dicks are Bill Bryson's <laughs> friends? <laughs> I know, to put the call out to everyone and the only person to be like, yeah, sure, to be this one guy that he kind of barely knows anymore. Well, it turns out Bill Bryson's a really lonely guy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know why he didn't go with his wife. He just, <laughs> I guess she had other stuff to take care of. He doesn't do the whole trail, alas, in the book. He gets halfway along it and he's like, I'm 40. I don't need to complete the trail. I'm happy with my life. But no, no, we're going to have to put a lot of spoiler warnings in this podcast, <laughs> I think. He doesn't finish the trial. Well, yeah, so but it, so all your stuff has, has to do with nature and the raw survival sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, really like, like a weird kind of like the bygone era of the of the traveller, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like... The, the human push to its limits. What, what, I don't know. I'm sure it's with absolute rose-tinted glasses, but... Oh, well, it doesn't sound like it is in some cases, <laughs> well, but that's true as it's well. happened to someone else. But yeah, you're right. That is kind of where it comes down to. I mean, now let's just have the fun of spitballing and stuff. So, mm. you ever done any travelling camping with your dad? No, never really. Well, uh, when I was younger, I lived in the Northern Territory for about two years, mm-hmm. and we would occasionally go camping out there, but it was never like a kind of expedition sort of like, hey, we're going for a hike or whatever. In fact, I think I've only been for one hike with my family, and that was in Wilson's prom, and I was like 18 and complained the whole time because <laughs> my pack was too heavy, which is very funny. If I'm like, I'll do the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> whatever. I was 18 then. I'd be less of a wet blanket this time around. (laughs) One would hope. (laughs) Well, that's because like your taste change and your things change as well. Because like back then you weren't the kind of person that thought about no, not at all. This you were like, I just want to sit inside. I just want to play my video games. Yeah, read my books or whatever. And even you know, like the first time I went, I travelled with my family and we went overseas. I was such a like we went to Loch Ness and I went to Loch Ness again recently and it's so beautiful. It's incredible. You get that grandeur and that awe, like whoa. But when I was a teen. Teenager, I was like, and just stayed in my bedroom the whole time. Really? And I regret it every day that I wasn't like, I'm going to go for a walk. Because when I went to the Loch Ness, I was there for one day recently, but we were there like a week and a half and I just didn't take advantage of didn't it. Didn't walk around or see any yeah, of it. Yeah, which is upsetting as hell. So is that something like, I guess at the time you were like, screw your family? Or I think I was just, just like, I just want to read and I don't know, just be by Nature myself. sucks. I'm a teen. I'm yeah. traveling. Ugh, it's some cold. dark music. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch TV. Who cares? I want McDonald's and pornos or whatever. Whatever teens are looking <laughs> teens for. Are like, I don't know anymore. God. I can't remember. It's These been so long. flossing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fortnite. That's the that's good stuff. But yeah. so But that's okay. So yeah. So it was a change in just your general attitude towards like doing stuff. Like, would you do it with your family now? Yeah, absolutely. And I really want to go back to that hike we did on Wilson's prom because I think I'd appreciate it this time. Really? You know, and I, so you got, you got a brother system? Yeah, I got a, a younger brother. Younger brother. Yeah. And then the two and the then parents. My parents. So I, have you talked about doing that? Uh, no, I never really have, which is, is something I should do. Actually, no, I think I've brought it up, but then they're like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. And it just, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things you got to organize and stuff, get the time to do. And, and, that's, and a, that's just a harder thing to do as well, the older you get. Yeah, plan out a week to go mm. away and do something like that. Absolutely. as a family. Mm. And also, Australia, love it. 
beautiful country, but it's not the kind of environment I'm looking for for a hike. You know what I mean? I don't find Australia that beautiful. We've got everything. Uh, we don't have, like, beautiful pine-covered mountains so big you can't even believe it. Or, like, valleys that seem to stretch on forever. It's just a lot don't of we? scrub and rainforest. I, I don't know. Look, There's a lot of bold assumptions being made here. Australia is a beautiful country, but, like, it's, you know, when you listen to a genre of music and you're like, this is great, but it's just not for me. That's Australia's natural environment. And, like, I've been in the Northern Territory and I've been, like, on a beautiful hill overlooking seemingly endless red desert. Mm. And it's pretty, but it doesn't fill me with the same kind of awe that, say, the mountains in the Scotland did. Could that be a case, though, of the situation being different? Yeah, possibly. And I was younger then as well. You were a grumpy... Yeah. How old were you in your uh, Northern Territory? Like 10 or ten. younger, like 7, yeah. You can't experience awe when you're 10? Yeah, but even looking at pictures of it, I don't know. Like, I can look at a picture of, like, a like Alaska and be like, wow, like, holy shit. And then I can look at pictures of Australia and be like, yes, that is nice looking. But it just doesn't do the same. It doesn't, doesn't scratch the ear. That's interesting, because, like, so did you go to Uluru? Sorry? Yeah, uh, no, I've never been to Uluru. No. Apparently it's a shithole, from what I've heard. My parents went there last last year, I think, and they were like, it's just tourist cities around a big, sad rock. Well, I've been told it's a very big rock. It's like, a, it is impressively big. I'm sure big. the size of the rock might blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I've heard, is in it's like... It's, you're like, wow, how's a rock that big? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's that big. Yeah. But that doesn't hold appeal for you. Not really. Yeah. It's funny, because you know that people, like, especially people in other countries, yeah. the, and this would be like the one place... I'm they'd... sure there's that, like, exotic... Or whatever, where I'm like, whoa, mountains, we don't get them. Like, let me see the mountains you got over there, you know. But then, so my uncle is Swiss, and we went and stayed for a week with him in Switzerland a couple of years ago. And I remember waking up one morning, we'd been there a week, and it was the third day we were there, and it'd been really misty and rainy, and it was the first clear day. And going up to like his porch and realizing that at the horizon were the Alps was just mind-blowing. Being like, those mountains are so goddamn big, I don't know what to do with myself. That big? Yeah, they were huge. And they were just there. They were just there to peep. Just, oh, there you go. Here's some incredible mountains if you want. Right. Is that because they were the Alps? Or was no, it like no, because no, they no, were like, to do if with you that. just popped up and you looked at you'd be like, To be Whoa. honest, George, my friend, I don't actually know if they were the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that those, those were mountains in Switzerland. <laughs> those were just some big mountains in Switzerland. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Aren't they all the Alps? <laughs> I think they might the be. Alps are I think huge. The are they long as well. I don't know how long. Yeah, the they Alps go for real long. Yeah. Okay, but that's so. That's a so nature is where it's at for I you. Think and so. Yeah, that I sense guess of so. Awe and grandeur, but only when it's mountains away from Australia. Well, I think, or like you know, height. I guess I like <laughs> the bigger something is, the better. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, mm. that's a, but that's even like you know, like rolling kind of like plains and moors and stuff in the UK, I find really pretty and. You know, like beautiful Mediterranean kind of mountains and hills I really like as well and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just just Australia. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I love just so many people be like, fuck you, yeah, you idiot. And look, fair. Your country's beautiful. You My parents morons. are like that. They're like, why? It's so nice. I'm like, meh. It's to sound less and less like you want to go on this walk to Wilson's <laughs> problem with the parents. <laughs> well, that's just for the fun of hiking, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the actual yeah. Uh, the hike, which you've done once in your life. Mm-hmm. And you complained about yeah, this I didn't weight like. of your backpack <laughs> 10 years ago, or six years Maybe ago. Maybe I just like the fantasy of pushing myself to the limit, but hate the reality of it. Do you do any sort of exercise? No. Nah. <laughs> any sort of heavy walking? Not even close. But I have good endurance. That's something I know about myself. How do you know that? Because I, I just can keep going. 
I've just pushed myself. scenario has this been tested? Every big walk I've ever been on, everyone's complaining much way before I am. What big walk is this? I don't know. Sometimes back when I lived in St. Andrews, we would go on massive walks across like hour or two hour long walks, just kind of like ambling through the hills with friends. Up okay. hills, down hills. I was always like, yeah, I'm side fine. Hills. <laughs> side hills. Whatever hills you got. <laughs> well, I wasn't fine. I was actually struggling to breathe and in pain, but I could just keep going if I wanted to. You're just like, no. I'm just like, whatever. I can just force my way through What would Ginsberg say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta think about Yossi. Yes, I can do this. He did become like a motivational speaker, so maybe I should look up some of that from Yossi. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, and now I guess the last thing I'd want to know is uh, from this conversation, yeah. which is Gone around a little bit. It's, um, it's, it's been some places. It's been Absolutely. some places. Do you reckon you've made any new connections between you and these works that you like? Well, and, and I get this every time I read the books, but talking about them as well, it's it's made me want to go on an adventure. It's made me want to go on a hike. You know, I remember finishing these books and being like, looking up hikes and stuff and downloading, what are the nearest like big walks near me and being like, I'm going to do it. And then obviously life gets in the way and you can't. But like talking about it again made me, I'm like, this is what I love. Maybe I should go out there and do it. Couldn't you actually do that though? Yeah, Pretty I could. Easily. You just set a date. Like, what are you doing in a month from now yeah i know I, nothing why not why not maybe make the like, trip or maybe start like start small maybe go for like a week <laughs> uh, a weekend or a day no, no, make the, the trip right now to the appalachian <laughs> trail and just get going could you just do a weekend somewhere and suss it out maybe a nice little glamping sort no of but thing? it's definitely Easy. something i should th- like talking about it's made me want to do girlfriend. it again yeah yeah oh she'll never do it but i'll find someone to do it with <laughs> in tasmania apparently it's beautiful yeah well i think i'm going to tasmania at some point this year so maybe i'll organize a hike well you can do that and uh before we close one last thing could you repeat the names of those books you mentioned uh the, the books author. i mentioned were the lost city of z by david grant jungle by yossi ginsburg short history of nearly everything by bill bryson and a walk in the woods by bill bryson yeah. okay well thank you very much you've been very fun well thanks Jackson. for having me on the show no worries it's been a, a great time great see ya Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com.